0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Ross M and I'm a recover compulsive overeater. Today is February 16th, 2024, Friday, and we're reading from the uh, Bill story, page four. And we're reading the first paragraph and we're starting with, abruptly in October, 1929, and we're ending with, the old fierce determination of when came back. Today's readers, R for the steps, tens and p the twelve tradition to Marie M. E. m. Uh, starting off starting us off with the text is KDG. Uh page one hundred sixty four is Lynn S. Newcomer Greeters Krista F, Second hour Host Eileen M and announcements we have Robin P. All right. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, February fifteenth, twenty twenty four. Seven A. M. Eastern time meeting is 20 21, 139, 139 so two one one three nine uh the 10 a.m meeting is uh twenty one thousand one hundred and two one one four zero the oa preamble of readers anonymous is a fellowship of individuals with your shared experience strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively there are no dues or fees members and we're self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement ideology or religious doctrine we take no position on outside issues our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer our sole purpose Always fifth tradition states each group has the one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And a vision for you, Big Book Study. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And uh, here, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. And I've asked 10th P., to read the 12 steps.
1: Mm, Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a beautiful weekend.
0: All right, there, Tenzin, thank you. Next up is Anne Marie M. with the 12 Traditions.
2: Good morning. This is Anne Marie M. in South Carolina, gratefully recovered. Controversy. 11. A public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, or other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
0: Thanks, Anne-Marie. Appreciate it. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the di- directions for recovery describing the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, discussing and you keep your share approximately three minutes. And I'll time you. Don't worry about timing. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone except the speaker should be muted. So today we re- resume our study, we're in Bill's story, we're on that in that first paragraph on page four. Abruptly, in October 1929, all hell broke loose. That's the first part, and we're ending with the old, the old fierce determination of when came back. And uh, KDG is gonna start us off today, get us rolling.
3: Good morning, everyone. Thanks for us for taking the meeting. This is KDG and I'm recovered in Boston. Abruptly, in October 1929, hell broke loose on the New York Stock Exchange. After one of the days of the inferno, I wobbled from a hotel bar to a brokerage office. It was 8 o'clock, five hours after the market closed. The tickers still clattered. I was staring at an inch of tape, which bore the inscription XYZ32. It had been 52 that morning. I was finished, and so were many friends. The papers reported me jumping to death from the towers of high finance. That disgusted me. I would not jump. I went back to the bar. My friends had dropped several million since 10 o'clock. So what? Tomorrow was another day. As I drank, the old fierce determination to win came back. For me, I'm a compulsive eater, anorexic, and bulimic. My name is Katie G., and um, I'm so grateful to not be suffering from my disease today. And um, what this paragraph really speaks to me about is the disease of alcoholism, and I mean food addiction. So the thing that really, a couple things that really strike me is um, high finance is capitalized. And when when um, the authors of this book capitalize things out of, like, the structure of normal Um, it always means God well don't correct me or whatever it means God and you know for me I made how many different things have I made God in my life and so here you know everybody is making God high finance and they jump and they fail miserably but the crazy thing is that Bill and I don't think that the rules apply right so like my friends had dropped several million since 10 o'clock. So what? Tomorrow is another day. I'm going to do that. I'm going to fiercely tomorrow. I'm going to do it, whatever. And I don't think the rules apply to me. I think if everybody else has failed at something, it doesn't matter because I'm KDG and I'm going to win. I have a fierce, ruthless um, confidence in myself. This ability to try something even though it's difficult. Fierce is described as savage wild, vicious, violently aggressive, bloodthirsty. You know, I remember at my first job walking into my boss's office and saying, you know, it's only been a couple of months, but how am I going to excel? Like, how am I going to get promoted? When am I going to get promoted? the audacity of me. I, I mean, I do it no matter what. I also love that he's judging others. You know, he's disgusted by people who are jumping. And I, I always judge others, right? Like that is my illness that I, even if I'm completely down in the dumps, you know, I will find someone else to look down on, right? I'm sick and yet I'm going to point the finger at you. And what I love about recovery, and if you're here and you're new and you have no idea what I'm talking about, For my life, I suffered from making food and the scale and men and money and boobs and blonde hair. My God, right? That was my God. And I suffered so much at the hands of this terrible illness of starvation and overeating and um, all of that, right? But because of these steps... I have had an entire psychic transformation, and I must change from the God of high finance to the God of mercy, the God of grace, and the God of love. So I ask myself today, what am I making God today? Am I making God God? Because anything, I'll wrap with this, anything that I put before me and God, I don't have God today. And today, as a recovered woman, thanks be to God, let me not get blocked. Thanks, Russ. Have a great day, everyone.
0: All right, there, Katie. Thank you for getting us rolling. All right, now we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And uh, although we value experience, we have to limit the share to every third day. So if you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. But I'll always get a chance to share. I definitely will time you. Don't worry about that. And uh, take it easy on me. <laughs> Who wants to share? Miriam, J P.
4: Janet, Pay. All
0: right, I got J.P. Miriam. I got Janet. Janet Rachel B. K. Shanna Rachel. Olivia K. Christina
5: Olivia. J. Olivia. Chris G.
0: Uh, one second. Christina J. Uh, Chris, Chris G. Chris G. Who else? Uh, it's a great list. We've got a great list. Miriam J., Janet B., Shanna C., Rachel K, Olivia K, Christina J, and Chris G. All right, Miriam, you're
6: up. Russ, Miriam J., Massachusetts, recovering uh, compulsive overeater. I, you know, I'm so very, very grateful to have found this meeting um and and be studying this book paragraph by paragraph. Um Early on in my recovery, I did not understand how this had anything to do with me and food. Not at all. But today I do. Um, After this hellish situation that happened, uh, Bill's reaction was that he would not jump. He was different. And, um, And to block out any fear or insecurity he had, I went back to the bar And that describes me to a T. When anything um, scary, bad happens in my life, I immediately went to the food for comfort, for ease, and to block it all out. So I wouldn't feel those feelings. And then, you know, the very last uh, sentence and actually the last phrase You know, the old fierce determination to win came back. And that's the next morning, you know, you put the food down and, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And um, whatever this is, you know, um, and that's my disease. Nowhere in this paragraph does it um, occur to Bill, nor did it occur to me, to turn to God and ask what the next right step would be. So, today I can really identify with Bill's story. And with that, I'll pass. Happy Friday.
0: Thanks, Miriam. Next up is Janet B., followed by Shanna C.
4: Hi, good morning. This is Janet B., recovered compulsive eater in North Carolina. So, I see in here a couple things that like I've tried that Bill tried that didn't work. And the first is when he said, well, I'll drink now because tomorrow was another day. And I like to think of that as like the magic pillow cure that I've got this magic pillow. I could put my head on and eight hours later, I was going to wake up and have power that I didn't have before. Well, of course that doesn't work. There's no such thing as a magic pillow. And you know, tomorrow, if I don't do anything different, I'm going to be just the way I am today. And the other thing is like the fierce determination that this time I really mean business. This time I know how bad the food is. This time I have a new sponsor, a new food plan, um, a new determination. And that didn't work for six and a half years saying tomorrow I'll start or I'll start today. Um, It didn't matter because I didn't have the power. It would be like if I were a crippled person and said, Today, I'm going to get up out of my wheelchair and run. Or tomorrow, after I get a good night's sleep, I'll be able to run. Well, my soul was crippled, and I couldn't get up and run, and I couldn't be abstinent. And this went on for six and a half years of trying, until one day, someone basically took me by the hand and said, yeah, the solution isn't a magic pillow or fierce determination. The solution is surrender to a loving God, and once you realize that God's got your back, that God loves you, you'll have the courage to clear away the wreckage of your past. You'll be able to help others because you won't be in it just for what's in it for me. And you won't have to worry about food because when we do that, when we turn our lives over to God, not just our food plans, but my entire life, something happens in my heart And it's like it becomes inhospitable to this illness. The illness of compulsive eating absolutely can't live in a heart that's surrendered to God and focused on helping others. So it wasn't a magic pillow. It wasn't a fierce determination. It was a surrender to a loving God that was the solution for my compulsive eating. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks. Thank you, Janet. Next up is Shanna C. followed by Rachel Kay.
7: Good morning. Thank you, Russ. This is Shanna C grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Um, and, uh, man, you guys are reading my mail, (laughs) hard to follow that last share, man, um, but so grateful to be here. Grateful for the miracle that has happened in my own life and what kept jumping out of it to me, just like, you know, a lot of people is, uh, you know, I would not jump. I went back to the bar, you know, like, you know, I, like going and turning to the food is so much less innocuous and less dangerous than hitting the other stuff, you know, that's what popped into my mind. And I, and, you know, and as I would, you know, eat the food or, or, or whatever, as I'm sitting there in that moment for that 12 seconds of cramming my mouth full of food, you know, that fierce determination to win came back. And what had happened is I was experiencing a sense of even comfort It came at once from that first few, you know, bits of indulgence. And then came the hideous four horsemen, terror, frustration, bewilderment, and despair um, afterward. But see, my mind forgets about the terror, frustration, bewilderment, and despair that comes always as a result of the way I eat when I'm left to my own devices without the power of God in my life and without a way of living that really works. Because I'm the one that despite my best intentions, despite my goals, despite what I think, despite my high resolve, I do myself in. No one else does this to me but me. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to live that way anymore. And, you know, I like what was mentioned before, you know, turning in all things to the Father of light who presides over us all. And I'm so grateful that, through prayer and meditation, through continuing to watch, uh, you know, uh, for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear every day. Not that I'm afraid of making mistakes so much, although perfectionism does that to me, but um, but continuing to even watch for that and to turn that in to God and talk about this stuff. So, I'll, you know, with with another recovered person, so I'm not alone and that, that I don't have to be afraid of these defects if I can share this stuff for the one who still suffers, that they don't have to be alone in the world anymore. They don't have to eat over this stuff. They don't have to jump from the towers of high finance. that was never real to begin with. And I'm so grateful to be here. It's through God's grace and mercy that I get to live another day. And I cannot believe I get to live the way that I get to live today. Life is very, very tough. And my God, I've never had it so good. That's it. That's all I have. Thank you, Russ. Happy Friday and have a great weekend, everybody.
0: Thanks, Shannon. Next up is Rachel Kay.
8: Hi Russ, uh, thank you so much for calling on me and thanks for your service to this meeting. Hi, this is Rachel Kay, compulsive overeater from Indiana. And um, I have to tell you, uh, my fellow compulsive overeaters, um, I first heard um, Katie say, that Bill was staring at an inch of cake, not an inch of tape. Um, So that's where my head was this morning. But anyway, yeah, he was looking at the ticker tape. Um, So this, uh, you know, did I think like Bill thought, did I eat like Bill drank? Of course. Um, my pride gets in the way of everything unless I have a connection to God. And I love that Katie pointed out the the high finance, the capitalization of that, that that was Bill's God, and that he went to the bar and just had this fierce determination. That's where I was in the food. As long as I was numbed out with food, I could have like this fantasy life where I had friends where I, you know, I was doing something exciting when really I was in my apartment, surrounded by boxes and cartons and takeout and delivery and just numbing myself. And you know, my best friend was the remote control and whatever food I was shoveling as fast as I could into my face. And um, by the grace of God, I have not had to be there um, for a while now. But um, my pride can still be my God. My ego can still be my God. I wrote a 10-step this morning about my boss because I got an evaluation this week um, that was good, but he did not canonize me. He did not make me saint. He did not make me CEO of the company. And therefore, um, I had a resentment. And, you know, what came back, of course, from, from God is what would God have me be is, is um the humility that these steps have taught me that that God is my new employer, that um that, you know, just like I'm addicted to the food, um I'm addicted to atta girls, but I don't need those atta girls because I have all the atta girls that I could ever want and need from God, you know, that God loves me. My my evaluation from from God is all all fives, <laughs> five across the board, you know, because he made me. Um I'm not perfect, but in his eyes, you know, um I'm the apple of his eye. Um and so I don't have to make high finance or my evaluation or my paycheck or whatever my bonus is. I don't have to make that my higher power anymore because first of all, those things don't work um those things are unsustainable um they will fail me but but if I make God my higher power that he will never fail me. you know he is always there a constant source of comfort of love of strength um so anyway, thanks for letting me share. Have a great weekend everyone I'll pass
0: thanks Rachel. shares a fire emoji today so let me let you know where we're at before Olivia jumps up. We're on page four of Bill's story, first paragraph ab- abruptly in October 1929, ending with the fierce determination to win came back. All right, Olivia, you're up.
5: Hi, good morning. This is Olivia Kay. I'm calling from the Chicago area in Illinois. Uh, Russ, thank you for your service. Katie, thank you so much for starting us off. This is the first time I'm sharing, and I am... I'm so grateful to be a compulsive, recovered, overeater today. Um, I just wanted to share that I've been listening for a long time and have finally um, experienced the the spiritual solution that has been talked about in, in the meetings um, that I've listened to for a long, long time. And it took me uh, being desperate and being almost suicidal in order to, um, follow what all of you have been saying for, for a long, long time. And I'm very grateful that we read from the big book. Um, I really, I really thought the question posed to us this morning about what blocks you or what you are making into your God was profound. And I think that, um, Looking at what I do on a daily basis makes a difference, and being able to um, share that with the sponsor and with others in the program has been, you know just just a real eye-opener. Um, I have so much gratitude for this program, for my sponsor, for vision, and um, just wish you all a, a really great weekend. Thanks so much. That's all I have. Pass.
9: Alright,
0: so Christina J step back. She doesn't want she chose not to share now. Chris G, you're up and then we'll take another
10: things. Hi, uh this is Chris it. G.
0: want to thank you. Hold on, Chris G's gonna share and then we'll 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 put you at the top of the list, Julian, for the next round.
10: All righty. So uh um, thank th- you. thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for sharing today. I wanted to share first, but I'm glad I didn't because the shares have just been absolutely wonderful. Um, So um, I I can't say everything in three minutes, but I I can say that I'm glad to be here. Um, uh, uh, life Life is tough, and I have it so good. That is, you know, life is tough, and I have it so good. Uh, what what did I make my God? Did I make money my God? Sometimes I still do make money my God. Not having money is uh, is uh, scary, you know. But uh, uh, I I think I can also make my health my God. If I am healthy, then I will be happy. Or I can make um, 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 uh, ambition. This, this 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 paragraph talks about ambition. Ambition sounds positive. it sounds like a good thing, but is it you know ambition ambition is doing it on my own instead of doing it with God or surrendering to god uh so um uh my 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 relation the way I relate to the the first share was that I didn't see my side of the street, I was always looking at other people and seeing what they were doing right, wrong, and in between. But I didn't see my side of the street. I didn't take responsibility for my actions or my inactions or, you know, my, my, my lies of omission. you know. So um, I think the idea here in this paragraph makes me really think of I'm going to start a diet on Monday. I'm going to start a diet on Monday. I'm going to start a diet on Monday. Tomorrow it will be different. I'm going to make promises and I'm going to keep them and then not make them because I'm trying to decide what God wants instead of trying to do what God asks. I'm trying to decide, well, does God want this or does God want that? God wants, you know, God wants to be in charge and I don't have to be. I think that's a good place to stop. I don't have to be in charge. Thanks, Russ.
0: All right, Chris. Thanks a lot. So we're going to open up the line for sharing again. I don't know if you shared uh, one second. If you shared on the past couple of days, please step back, allow others to share. Um, we got Joanne H first. I think it was Joanne H, and who else?
9: Penny.
11: Jeannie P- M- M- B. Veronica C.
0: Okay. G- Robbie.
9: C- I got Jeannie
0: Anne Marie M. M. Okay, and there's Jeannie. One second. Sigrid F. Jeannie,
9: Jeannie B. I'm missing
0: one, and then I got Sigrid. Um, M. M. There's a little bit of static on the line. So let me see. Let me I got Joanne H., Penny C., Marie Jeannie B., and there was someone before Sigrid that I missed. Sherry, yeah. Robin
12: C. in Costa Rica. <laughs>
0: Oh Robin, Robin. Alright. Somebody, but it's kind of uh we got some static there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take this group. I'm Not trying to snub anybody. Just this is what we got for now. And then if there's any other time we'll get you right in there. So Joanne H. Penny C, Amory M, Jeannie B, Robin P and Sigrid F
13: hi all right thank you hi my name is joanne h from boston i'm a recovered compulsive overeater and i love this paragraph you know when i read this i really i think i would have been one of those who would have jumped certainly would have eaten if i had lost millions um i have incredible financial insecurity and it's more doubt in myself the ability to get a job. And I remember I was abstinent about 31 years ago and I was in this little corporate world that I was in the rising star and I had four promotions in five years and I got bumped up to Boston. And after a year, it was, it was known that actually this boss thought I was a lemon and I was, I was abstinent and it was a mutual parting, but I was so devastated so devastated, um, I was like catatonic. I I, I knew I was going to eat. My ego was so fragile. My connection to God was not there. I actually went to a treatment center. I was just that catatonic, and and um, and it's funny. Next to, you know, people uh, fear of not being liked. Financial insecurity has always been a biggie. And working with the sponsor through the steps, you know, I would bring this up a lot. And at one point she goes, you know, Joanne, there's a difference between financial insecurity and greed. And, you know, where's God in all this? Where is spiritual security? And she was so right. And it's like without God, I go to a very dark space. I become full of fear. And I heard a great thing about fear the other day, fear, um, future events appearing ruined. And I can relate again, you know, I, I live on my own, Re- retired two years ago, I put on a severance package that's coming to an end next year, here's the grace of God gave me this wonderful, I was going to retire anyways, and just a few weeks ago, that impending doom, like, oh my God, that security Almost catatonic again, and um and it's like trusting a day at a time I have more than enough, and I don't need to go to the food, but boy, I could relate to Bill in this part, and I was in a seven year relapse until about twenty years ago, where the you know the will to succeed I was going, you know I wanted to be a star again, and um, a star in way abstinence. And I, 2,000 days in a row, I woke up every morning, this is it, I'm going to be abstinent. And it wasn't. And I finally was humbled. But I'll pass there right. because from the grace of God, I've been absent now 20 years. Thank
0: you, God. All right, Julie Thank you very much. Next up is Penny C., Bobby by M.
9: Good morning. Thanks so much, Russ. I am Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area and I'm just going to say thank God Bill went to the bar. Thank God because where would we be if he were one of those people who had lost everything financially and jumped from one of the high high buildings in New York and as one of our uh, members says often that uh, food wasn't our problem. food was the solution the solution to how i was go- how I would deal with uh you know the build up of human emotions and here was bill with the build up of human emotions, and so he he did just what I did with the food he did with the liquor he went to the bar and the rest the rest of of the History of of AA and then of OA of all twelve step programs would have there would have been no history had he committed suicide. So I I am I'm very grateful that he had that way of dealing with his emotions at that point in time. Of course, we know that he went into recovery, and uh, you know with the uh, help of Dr. Silkworth and, and lots of others, he recovered. And no longer does, did he need the liquor, and that's the same for me. Once I went through, got to OA, went through the steps and began to live in the steps, I no longer needed the food to deal with my buildup of human emotions because I had a God, a personal God, who I could go to, step two, a power greater than myself that I could tap into at any time, day or night, And I don't have to go to the food anymore. So, um, again, isn't it wonderful that um, Bill survived and did what he had to do at the time and so that he would be able to go on. And we, we compulsive overeaters and lots of other 12-step programs are benefiting from the fact that that sounds ridiculous, but the fact that he went and drank that day. And I'm forever, ever grateful that uh, he did. And um, uh, and I just want to end with, again, you know, now that I've gone through the steps, I don't need that way of dealing with with everyday difficulties. Now I have all of you. We are so blessed. Oh, my gosh, so blessed. And I'll pass. Thank you.
0: All right, Kenny, thank you. Next up is Anne-Marie M., followed by Jeannie B.
2: Good morning, Russ. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina, gratefully recovered through God's grace by working the steps in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm just, you know, so glad that I reread this book over and over again. So the first, um, the person who read the text this morning pointed out, that it was um, turn the page high finance was capitalized I don't think I ever saw that before, and I was just talking with someone about whenever the uh, you know the word reality or um, uh, other words that are friend is also capitalized later on uh, in the book um, that they're referring to, to uh, God that that people are using these things as their higher power so um, and yeah I I, uh, I use food as my higher power for sure compulsive eating you know I, that's where I went to whenever I felt anything and then the idea of the um, waking up in the morning you know going to bed and thinking you know tomorrow or just thinking tomorrow I want to wake up and I'm gonna I want to do this thing you know but now um, I'm going to um, you know compulsively eat until I'm sick or until I pass out and I always thought I fell asleep when I was compulsively eating and I just happened to fall asleep but it was never that I fell asleep it's like I passed out um, that last sentence reminds me of that I drank the old fierce determination to win came back. So, you know, um, I would start compulsively eating and think, oh gosh, you know, why? Did I do this again? Why? You know, and um, banging on the bar, banging on my table. Why did I pick up again? And then I think, well, the fierce determination came back. I'll just start again tomorrow. You know, I'll put my head on the pillow, that, that, that pillow effect. I like that idea um, that um, you know, I'll I'll do this, you know, I, 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 and never did I think that I needed a, a higher power, nor did I think that I had a capital H, capital F, you know, um, food was my capital H, capital F, compulsive eating was my capital H, capital F, getting into my skinny dreams was my, uh, you know, uh, like capital S and you know, of those skinny SJ, you know, once I fit into those skinny jeans then everything would be all right. And so um, I certainly did have
13: uh,
2: a higher power, um, but it wasn't the, the God that I understand today. And that's, that's what this book helped me to do was to become closer to a God that I was brought up with that um, I decided I didn't want any part of that God, but this, Going through the steps helped me to look at
8: right. my
2: God in the different. Thank you. I have a different perce- I have a different perception perception now of of God. So thank you. I'll okay. pass.
0: Thanks, Marie. Next up is Jeannie B, followed by Robin P.
14: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeannie B. Happily calling in from Florida today, recovered or in recovery today. I. Believe fully. this is an everyday thing for me. Today, I choose recovery. So when I read this paragraph, the thing that really sticks out to me is the beautiful gift of that determination of that I'm going to start again today. I'm going to start again today. That fierce determination for me is a gift from God. He made me this way. He made Bill this way. I relate to that. And I'm so grateful for that fierce determination because that is what got me recovered. It is what has kept me recovered. I am determined. I'm determined to surrender. I'm determined to find a solution. I am determined. And I love that about us. I, I love that about myself. And I love that about Bill. I think it can be seen as a negative but I see it as a total positive and it's the way God made me and it's this fierce determination that allows me to have the greatest impact with my profession, to have the greatest impact with my compassion, to have the greatest impact in recovery every day with my neighbors, with my family, with my friends, and hopefully with you all. I'm so grateful. Um, I also am grateful, by the way, to have found recovery and found vision before all these drugs came out to give me an easy way out to lose the weight i am absolutely certain i would have taken a softer easier route like a shot or a pill to get my what i thought was a food issue under control but instead i found oa and because i found oa i found the spiritual answer so i didn't just find an answer to my appetite but i found an answer for my life and for that i'm so grateful thank you i pass
0: All right, Jeannie, thank you. Next up is Robin P. followed by Sigrid F.
12: Hi, thank you, Rush. Thanks everyone who makes this meeting possible. I'm Robin P. And I'm a really great book recovered compulsive overeater in Costa Rica. You know, I, I worshipped, I, I starred on Broadway for a long time in my 20s and 30s, and I worshipped my career. <laughs> and uh, when the show closed, oh, my gosh, it just, oof. It was like the end of the world. And it was like a divorce. Every time you got close to a company, you know, we became a family, you know, we were together eight shows a week all the time and um, and in rehearsals and you really become a family and then you go through divorce. And um, all of a sudden this family, you're not, you never see each other. And it's um, after being together all the time. And that happens repeatedly. And um, sometimes it can be a couple of years, and sometimes it can be, you know, show opens for a week. And it's, it always felt really traumatic, and I always used the food. Um, and I'm so grateful to be abstinent today. You know, life on life's terms, I, we're going through quite a few things right now. Uh, and my, our dogs, um, last Friday when I was giving announcements, On the meeting, um, our dogs. We have a big fence around these dogs. Adopted us. They're jungle dogs, Um, and um, we've we've been their parents for uh, over a year now. And you know, he's gotten bitten by two poisonous snakes, almost died. Hit by a car, almost died. She fell off a huge cliff and got impaled by a wooden stake and crawled back up the cliff. and um, and so
6: you
12: know, just and and. they lived through all this stuff. They're jungle dogs. And While I was making announcements on this meeting last week, someone opened the gate by mistake. I don't know. They ran out and got in a fight with the pizote, and they almost died. They, While I was making announcements, they came back in covered in blood. Their throats and their chests were split. And then we had to rush them to the vet, and uh, one almost didn't make it and made it. But it's just life on life's terms. They're both going to live, thank God. Once again, <laughs> these jungle dogs. So, um you know, I just get to accept life on life's terms, and nothing is worth eating over. And all I have is two problems instead of one if I pick up the food, and it slows down that process of what what is this here to teach me? How can I how can I grow spiritually? I either get to grow up or I grow out, and I choose to grow up today. And um, sometimes I feel like you know, thank God for the ten step. Thank God for my God squad. Because just sometimes I go, this is too much, God. And according to God, it's not too much. So I just get to keep surrendering. On. I'm so powerless over people, places, and things. We're going through something with my mom. We're we're having to make a decision and um, about our relationship with her because she's so toxic with us, uh, my husband and All myself. Right. Thank you. And I just I just get to keep working this program and growing up. So uh, thank you very much. I pass.
0: Thanks, Robin. Next up is Sigrid, and I think we're going to be able to take a couple more. I think so.
15: Morning. Thanks for hearing me. Thanks for your service today. This is Sigrid F. Recovered in South Florida. You know, starting with I was finished. Right. He he's a smart guy. Bill was a smart man. He he understood everything that was going on around him, and so were many of his friends. He wasn't. He was delusional, but he it wasn't you know completely delusional. But you know, then he can't deal with it, right? That, which is totally me. So the papers are reporting men jumping to his death, and what does he do? He starts judging, right? That's disgusting. I'm not doing that, you know. I'm, it's that insecure egomaniac inside of me.
12: I'm going to outrun this.
15: I would not jump. I went back to the bar, and that was totally me. I would go back to the food every time thinking that that was the answer and then I drank that old fierce determination to win so that's where the delusion comes in right so I would go and eat and everything will be okay and I'd say that the closest analogy that I can come to when I was in the food was 9-11 and I had two little kids and I also, as a, as a Jew and an American, I felt doubly attacked <laughs> um, and didn't know that my children would grow up in a world where were we going to die too. And this, all those feelings were so big and so uncomfortable. And while I don't have a specific memory, I absolutely can guarantee that I went to the food. I can remember praying every day for the safety of my children and I can absolutely guarantee that I was eating my way through those days to deal with the fears and the emotions, no trust of God, no trust of a higher power. And contrasting that to today, you know, it's it's not just the big things, it's the little things too. Anything, yesterday was not a great day for me. But I didn't eat over it. That's the miracle. Holy cow. And I mean, there last year I had some pretty awful things happen in my life. And, and I didn't eat over it. That, that, to me, is God doing what I cannot do for myself. All of you in this fellowship and the steps helping me to clear away the wreckage of my thinking so that I can live it, try to get back to serenity and peace each day because if I'm not in serenity and peace, then I'm at risk. I'm at risk for eating. So that's what I wanted to say. Grateful to this program. Thanks. Good day.
0: All right, there, Sigrid. Thank you. So let's try to take, let's go, let's go with uh, two, two more. Veronica C. Hi, right, Veronica. Sherry M. And Sherry N. Thanks. Hi, right, Veronica, you're up.
11: Hi, thank you, Russ. Um, wonderful to hear your voice this morning. So, Veronica C. from New York. And, um, you know, I read this paragraph, and what I see is a lot of distorted thinking, but I don't know what the feelings are other than his major almost like, you know, he's just letting somebody or something know that, you know, I'm not defeated, you know, I'll just go back into the liquor, and um, that's what I'm going to do, but I don't know really what he's feeling, and so I, you know, living in the sunlight of the spirit for me takes a lot of work because this means that I really have to pay attention to the steps. I have to pay attention to my feelings, and um, so that the feelings can carry me. Because I do believe that every single feeling is valid, even if it's not a great feeling. If you just allow yourself to know and acknowledge it, and allow it to carry you through, it will take you through to the next whatever it is that you need, next realization the next positive action that's going to work for you or somebody else. And um, I have to look at the world with spiritual eyes, meaning that I just can't look through them with Veronica's ego. I have to allow something greater to look through me. And um, that's something greater, really. Uh, I call it God. I call it the divine, um, whatever I want to call it. It is just something greater. And I'm grateful for this today because today, you know, I know that I can live with a food plan. I know that I don't have to get full of anxiety because I don't know when one meal is stopping and when another is beginning. I don't have to worry about food choices because I know what foods that I'm just not going to go near. And, um, that to me is my gift. It it took some time for me to get there, being in and out of the rooms for many years um, until really it's, it's really vision that really brought me into another space. And I'm so grateful for that. And with that, I'll pass.
0: All right, Veronica, thank you. Sherry, you're up. You know, I want to sing like Frankie Valli when I hear that song. Hey, hey,
7: Russ! Thanks so much for taking the meeting. I'm grateful to be on the early meeting today. Uh, my name is Sherry. I'm gratefully recovered in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and I'm glad I woke up early this morning. This paragraph for me really um, explains my disease. And you know, at this point in Bill's story, you know, I wrote in the margin here. You know, the alcohol. Um, and I can just put food for me. The alcohol is saving Bill from suicide at this point. He doesn't need to jump because he has his liquor and I really relate to the food saving my life and I don't you know of course we can't go back and determine where I would have been but I think this is why it is so hard for some of us to let go of the one thing that we are convinced or I'll, I am convinced is saving me which was the food. The food is what is allowing me to live life <clears throat> you know and I even had therapists backing that up, you know, like, gosh, you should be dead today based on where you're from and this trauma childhood. Wow. Thank God you had the food, right? It was my best friend. It was my savior. And um, and then the other thing that stands out today that I hadn't seen before is his, you know, of course, he doesn't really have any empathy at all. You know, these are his friends, his so-called friends. He says friends twice. They had dropped several million since 10 o'clock. And then that big dash, so what? You know, like who cares if my friends are poor, you know, like who cares if my friends are going through something life? Just complete self-obsession, self-consumed, he'll find a way, me, 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 me. And of course, um, for me, the other thing is, you know, he's judging them for jumping and we'll find out. I don't wanna do spoiler alert for anyone who has not read this story, but the very things that I have judged before, especially being in program, have either happened to me or I have experienced myself. And he will be humbled um, even further by this disease of where it will take him. And at this point, it's saving him. But like all good addictions, they turn on us like a boomerang and, and just rob us of everything good in our lives. And I am so grateful that for today, I don't have to kill myself with food or by jumping or by taking pills or trying to kill myself, that I can live with God as my higher power, not food. Thank you so much. I pass. Grateful to be here.
0: Thanks, Sherry. We appreciate it. You are our last share for today. Thank you to everyone that shared. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following this closing. And today's share ID, Friday, the 16th of February, 2024, to 7 a.m. meeting, 21,142. That's 21142. Now we're going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, Will Lynn ask please read? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
1: Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.